0: The Sequel by Walter Scott Story from Weird Tales Magazine, March 1923. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. The Sequel by Walter Scott Story. Sobered on the instant the padlock had clicked when Montessor passed the chain about my waist and thus fastened me to the wall I stood upright in the little dungeon the blood running cold in my veins With a maniacal laughter. He withdrew from the niche Whipping a towel from under his robe. He began to wall up the narrow opening. I Knew it was not a joke a drunken jest I saw that his drunkenness had fallen from him. The dying flambeau fell from my nerveless hand and cast a fitful, bloody glow against the whitened, dripping walls. I shook the chain frenzily. "'For God's sake, Montessor!' I cried. He replied with a horrible, mocking laugh, and, like a devil from hell, lifted his voice with mine to show that it was idle to call for help. I always distrusted Montessor I knew him to be a serpent he feared me and was jealous of my person and attachments in spite of all his fawnings and smiles I knew he hated me deeply for the injuries I had heaped upon him and for the open insults I had added to them and yet I swear he had never in the slightest suspected that it was not Giovanna the tenor who was successful with his wife but I Fortunato he called and his hoarse tone echoed in a ghastly way through the gloomy catacombs of his ancestors and re-echoed along the winding crypt I made no reply Cold beads of fear started from my brow as I strained against the chain and Listened to the soft thudding of the stones He was building into the opening to make my tomb and the accompanying tinkle of his trowel Even then I admired perforce, the cleverness with which he had secured his revenge. It was the night of the carnival. He had found me in the streets, dazed with wine, and pretended that he wanted my judgment on a cask of sherry, had lured my staggering feet into the gloomy passages under his palazzo, and he had brought me to this narrow niche in the castle wall, to entomb me alive where no one would ever find me. It was very clever my memory fails me now but i doubt not that i cried out many times for pity and mercy and i take no shame in thinking that this may have been so i recall his words his horrible mouthings as he worked with more haste and zeal than skill but i was a brave man always i did not yield myself to fate it was unthinkable i fortunato to die walled up by montessor i cursed him and his line i wrenched at the chain with ferocious strength more eager to have him by the throat than to be free to live i called upon all the saints and particularly to my patron saint you shall see that i was not unheard the wall grew high to his breast and in the light of his flambeau set somewhere in the wall outside, I could see Montessor's sweating face as he labored with the stones. Suddenly he thrust his torch through the opening no larger than his head, and to deceive him I prostrated myself upon the door, and laughed the laugh of a dying man. I heard the thud of another stone, and looked up quickly. My flambeau had died out, Mana had disappeared And there was no opening I Was in a tomb of stone Absolute darkness surrounded me the walls seemed to press upon me like icy blankets The silence was absolute as the darkness reigned I leapt to my feet silence silence Absolute silence save for my own laboring breath Maria, suppose the mortar hardened ere I could throw my weight against the poor wall he had built. Then I were lost. I called out loud for my holy saint. Lucky it was that I had the bodily strength of two. I strained upon the chain wildly. I seized it in my hands and tore it with savage determination. I would not die thus. In desperation, frantic with rage and fear i made one last violent prodigious effort to free myself with strength enough to make the palazzo tremble and in that last great effort the staples of the chain tore loose from the half-rotted stone in which they were fastened hot tears of joy welled in my eyes i vowed a hundred candles to the virgin but i could not take the time to give thanks Throwing myself upon the wall Montessor had just reared, my feet desperately braced on the rough stone, I fought for liberty like a tiger. Heavens! It gave. The wall gave. It yielded like a stiff canvas against the push of a hand. Gave slowly, but surely. Bulging outward, then went rumbling down. I thrust myself through the jagged opening into the catacombs. I was free. What a joy if Montessor had been there, even though he wore his rapier, and I had but my pointard. It was very dark, and yet I could see a gleam of light in the direction from which we had come. Montessor crazed with the thought of sweet revenge. I drunk with wine. I paused and thought should i find him in the street this gay time and slay him no there was a better thing to do with haste and no mean skill i built up the wall anew closing the opening of what might have been my tomb had i been a weak man and against this new wall erected a rampart of old bones then thrusting the dangling end of the chain within my doublet began to retrace my feet toward freedom I struck my foot against some small soft object and halted with a start I leaned over I had kicked against Montessor mask and I put it over my face I Knew that all his servants were away to enjoy the carnival but it would do no harm to wear this mask and it served my purpose I passed through the crypt and walked back swiftly and steadily through the range of low arches through which I had come staggering to the awful doom Soon I was above in my false friends rich sweets in the cheerful glow of many lights But all was quiet No one stirred. I was alone safe I went light-footed through the deserted house I could hear the shouts and laughter of merry people in the street until i came to the passage leading to the plaza there i stopped with the blood jumping in my veins like wildfire in this hall in the corner upon a low settee lay montessor sprawling in a heavy stupor as drunk with wine as i had been when i trustfully entered within his doors i paused over his body Within my bosom was the dagger with which I never part, and yet I let him lie there unharmed. When I elbowed my way, masked, through the square, it was twelve o'clock. I was in time to keep my appointment with my wife. I laughed. What a jest! And Montessor's wife was waiting for me in the usual place. Such a beautiful woman! I really loved her and i hope he did i was as clever as i was brave i was indeed an exceedingly clever man i had seen my creditors pressing and all things turned toward ruin and that is why i had converted everything possible into gold and precious stones that night i crept unseen into my own house from which my servants like montesaurs Had stolen away to enjoy the carnival and securing all the wealth I had secreted was up and away my chain stricken off by an obscure armor I have no doubt that my body servant was executed for the theft of my fortune as indeed he should have been for watching my belongings so poorly but I know not then we left the city while the streets were still crowded and gay Montessor's wife and i and went to england where we have lived a long life and very happy years ago i heard a vague rumor that Montessor believed his beautiful wife had gone away with giovanna the tenor who disappeared at about that time but it was not so as for lady fortunato she may have guessed the truth and Montessor will believe until he dies that my bones lay crumbling in the little walled-in dungeon below his palazzo the end of the sequel by walter scott story